My name is Sean Thomas, and I'm the author of Be More Today, a 40-day guide to a better version of you. As doctor of physical therapy, I've seen thousands of people do great things. They came to me with ailments, physical ailments, pain, issues, and they got through them, all because they decided in their mind they were going to do it. So I wrote a book about it. Your thoughts can make you great, or they can make you crumble. Those thoughts actually control everything in your life. I have three things I want you to do. Starts. Things I want you to start doing in your life that you said you wanted to do at some point in time. You said them. Stops. Things I want you to stop doing in your life, which I know you also want to stop. And three goals for your lives. And I take you through a 40-day guide to make sure you take those thoughts for those three things into reality. Now, I put some workouts in there too. Workouts to keep you always on the move because you got to keep moving. you got to stay focused. So, 40 days. Thoughts, workouts, you. And all I want you to do is trust the process and just be persistent. Visit BeMoreTodayBook.com. That's right, BeMoreTodayBook.com. And I guarantee you, if you just trust the process and be persistent, you too can be the best version of you. What's going on, folks? It's your boy again, Dr. Sean Thomas, back in the building, episode 69 of the Be More Today show. We are back, we are back, we are back in the building. And folks, so good to be with you every single week, bringing you good content. And I've been showcasing Be More Today in all its entirety. Again, we are the book that I have, Be More Today, affording you guys to a better version of you, which you guys should definitely go out there and get. If you have not got my book yet, folks, what are you waiting for? It's a great little book you can read has some informational tidbits for 40 days on how to just stay fit and how to stay motivated through your steps to greatness to get whatever you want to get done, whether it's PT stuff, recovering from an injury, or something you want to get done in terms of your physical activity, reducing weight, uh, eating better, sleeping better, getting more water. All those tips are in the book. So I implore you, go out there and grab the book on Amazon or on our site, Be More Today or BeMoreTodayBook.com for your copy, either in hard copy or electronic copy as well. And for those of you who've been doing our workouts on YouTube, I appreciate you so much. Every single week we put up uh, workouts for you guys on, on social media. So continue to follow those things. I also have a group now on Facebook called BMTPT or Be More Today PT. I'm in the process of hopefully starting my own practice. So you're going to be witnesses to my process or my journey to get from where I am now to there. And we will continue to showcase various people on the show who are Again, ordinary people doing extraordinary things to highlight what you need to do also on your end to take yourself to greatness to be the best version of you. So the show continues to be heard in various countries, 36 countries right now and counting. Thank you for your love and support. And for today, my guest, as always, is very, very special. Before I introduce him, the quote for today is very, very simple as always by Haru Het. And it always says something very simple. Today is people rarely fail because they don't know what to do. They simply fail to do what they know. Now, as someone who's been an athlete for many, many years, um, I've always had a coach. I've always had someone who guided me to get what I need to get done, done. And although we know what to do as athletes, or even as, as people, whatever your profession is, whatever your thing is, you know what to do for the most part, right? You know what to do and you can get it done. But sometimes you need someone to remind you what to do. Someone to kind of pick out your, uh, not your flaws per se, but just kind of enhance your performance to get you to a place where you can do better than you think you're doing. And sometimes that outside eye makes it even easier for you to excel because they can see things that we can't, that you can't. 
so I, I I challenge you guys to recognize that although it, it you can do things on your own, right? Uh, it takes a team sometimes to kind of come together and get someone to be taken to that next level. And my guest on today's show is the embodiment of that. He is my friend, old patient, and uh, superstar right now, Damar Bob. <laughs> now, Damar is a current CrossFit coach, a uh, former D1 Sports Performance Certified Coach with the uh, NC, NSCA and the CSCS. Uh, he has also spent time as a university educator, uh, as a basketball skills development coach. After transitioning out of public relations, Damar focused himself on his love for sports, and he's used that, that love to do a number of things with a number of people. Um, he has really done a good job to incorporate the various aspects and facets of sports, including the spiritual aspects, the mental aspects, emotional and physical growth, all combined to help people perform better on and off the court. And I'm so happy to have him on the show today, my friend and my forever buddy, Damar Bob. Damar, what's going on? Well, I'm ecstatic to be here. I can't put it in words. Like, this is pretty crazy. I think it's perfect day for me to be here. I think it all all goes together great. The themes and everything, it's a perfect day. Appreciate it, man. I, I, I usually tell people how I met my guest on the show, but I'm going to let you tell the story because I feel like you're a little better at this than I am when it comes <laughs> to us. So let the people know how we met um, 10 years ago. Uh, oh, my goodness. Um, we met when I was still a wee lad. You were still very young, too. Lots of less of hair ago. Uh, I was 19 or 18, and I was going to your clinic, a PT office in in Yorkville. My mom had referred me, and I started going there, and I was going with Stephanie, uh, one of your former colleagues. Great. I love Steph. Um, and we just clicked from day one. You weren't even actually my PT. We just loved talking about sports and I think the first thing we talked about was the Knicks. We were both miserable Knicks fans <laughs> every day it would just be us waxing poetically. I think we were actually decent around this time so there was a lot of excitement about what we could be. You you, the ever optimist were always just like I think this could be the year and me just the beat up Knicks fan. I was just like I don't know Sean. We were like the odd couple when it came to being Knicks fans and kind of just got cooler and cooler from there and it's kind of crazy because as you grew in your career I kind of also grew as well and um, I think of you as not just my friend one of my mentors you know someone who kind of kicked me in the butt and kind of kept me going and a person I could always look at and emulate and be like look at what he's doing like I always think back to Whenever you tell me what's going on, it's just like, oh, my God, Sean, you're doing so much. I feel like I, I say that to you all the time. Oh, my gosh, you're doing so much. You're doing so much. And then I woke up one day and I was like, oh, my God, I'm doing so much. I was like, <laughs> I'm Sean. I'm Sean now, which is a great thing to be. So to hear you talking about starting your own your own office is completely unsurprising to me and incredibly exciting because if there's anyone who's going to do it and excel at it you know, kick butt out of the Jew. I'm 100% unsurprised and incredibly excited. And I've got my fingers, toes all crossed, hoping that it goes great. 
I appreciate that, Dee, so much. It, it, it is funny how we've completely stayed connected uh, over the years. Um, you know, I, I'm always baffled by the connections that can happen in the PT clinic because everyone's trying to do stuff and everyone's doing various things, but there are connections that happen. Even in the gym, when people are working out, there are connections that happen. So we definitely connect and have and stayed in contact over these years. And I've seen your growth so far to be uh, uh, phenomenal. You know, you talking about what you want to do and then actually going out there and doing it. People always say, yeah, I want to do this and do that. But you actually put your foot down and did those things. And I had to have you on the show because I want to talk so much about what you've been doing um, for in your community and what you're doing right now. And, you know, for me, this this show is really going to be around fitness. And I know that you are someone who loves basketball, but loves all sports. What about, before we talk about your education and what you've been doing school-wise and, and certification-wise, what about fitness and staying fit is so important to you um, at this time in your life? Um, at this time, it's just kind of become my way of life. Like, I really don't know any other way to operate like it's more than just physical of course it's physical like I, I love to stay in good health and I love to feel athletic and feel strong but at this point it's more of like a spiritual and mental emotional thing like I I enjoy the discipline like it keeps me it kind of keeps me in a routine that demands me to command more of myself every day, which is, I think, carries over into how I work. You know, it, it, it's taught me how to work hard, honestly. Like I, I before my fitness uh, journey, I was not, I wouldn't say I wasn't a hard worker. You know, I was hard, but I did not really push myself. You know, if I wasn't immediately good at something, then I was kind of like, uh, you know, I think things just kind of came to me. And it's through fitness that I understood, like, you know, you're going to have to really work for what it is that you want. And everything I've ever done, even vaguely related to fitness, has been work, has been a lot of hard work. Um, and it's just become my way of life. Like, I don't, I couldn't imagine not doing it now. I don't know what I would do with myself. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I, I always try to tell people who, who have not been involved in sports at an early age, but maybe getting involved at, in, as they get older, you know, some of the foundations for life are really set on on the court and on the field when it comes to, like you said, discipline, being on time, being accountable, showing up for your teammates, teamwork, the ability to lose, the ability to win. Like all these things are really grounded in, in sports. And a lot of people talk about sports as as a bad thing or a negative thing that takes away from other things like academia and whatnot. But I truly believe that when it's done well, when it's done right it can not only enhance someone's academic uh, pursuits, but it can enhance their lives, their livelihood, the way they interact with people, the way that they apply for jobs. You know, a lot of us, uh, uh, when it comes to these things, don't know how to lose. You know, you're taught in sports how to lose. You're taught how to deal with adversity uh, without getting angry, you know, but to, to channel that energy in, in other ways. And I, and I believe that sports has been that thing and fitness has been that thing that can definitely transform uh, uh, people's lives in, in the long run. So I appreciate you sharing that. Um, but I also know for you, Damar, you know, when I met you, you were going through an injury. And as someone who had come off an injury and gotten into this profession as a result, um, I know you you are now a CrossFit coach and we're going to talk a little more about that in a little bit. But what inspired you to pursue this academic route 
of, of learning about fitness and what has been your educational road to get to where you are right now? Wow, that's an, that's an odyssey all in itself. Um, and you're a big part of it, a huge part of it, actually. Um, before I ever got into pursuing it academically, I just did it as a way to kind of keep myself in enough shape to play basketball. Um, I worked in PR. I went to St. John's, got my degree in that. And kind of after I graduated, was very unfulfilled with the uh, the industry. It just wasn't for me. Um, I tried. I, I gave it a really good college effort, but it just wasn't for me. Um, and I was, I kind of tripped into by by happenstance into becoming a skills development trainer with one of my good friends. Um, we would work out together all the time, you know, and. Um, people started wanting to do the workouts that we were doing. And I remember talking to you about it and you're like, yeah, maybe that could be your thing. And I was just like, people will pay me money and they just teach them basketball. It was the most, it blew my mind at the time that people did this for work. Um, and it kind of just grew and grew and grew um, to the point where we were working with like overseas professionals and guys on the team, um, other people from other teams. And it was fun. It taught me a lot about what I could do and what fitness and, you know, the game could give to me. And I've always been a pretty voracious learner. Like as soon as I get interest in something, I don't have halfway hobbies. Um, I like to immerse myself in stuff because I love to feel prepared. I don't like to ever say like, feel like I'm saying something. I'm not sure what I'm saying. So I will overstudy just to know that the thing that I'm saying is correct. So um, after that relationship kind of dissolved, I wanted to continue doing it. And I felt like, well, I don't have the, I don't have the chops as just a full on player. So I've got to be so well-rounded in my knowledge of what I'm talking about that no one can refute. No one can argue about the way I go about my process because the, the science behind it is so concrete. And um, you actually are the person who pushed me. I was like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about getting my personal training certification. You were the first person I was like, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You should do it. Um, and after I did that and I started becoming a trainer, I was just like, I don't know that that's enough. I, I think I should do more. And you were the first one to say, go back to school. Why don't you go to PT school? Why don't you go do this? Why don't you, why don't you do something in the field? And I don't know if you remembered, but you pestered me with that. You badgered me with that for like two years straight when you were still in Brooklyn at a former office. And I was coming there every time I was like, oh, I'm not really sure. You were the first thing you pull out. Why don't you go back to school? Why don't you go back to school? And I was like, I don't want to go back to school. So much money. Well, you know, I think I'd kind of been a little turned off with school with how like, you know, PR didn't pan out for me and you just, you weren't hearing it. You weren't hearing it. You, you knew that you had a vision. Um, and one day I finally just clicked. I just listened. I was just like, you know what, Sean, and I did it. And I went back to Brooklyn college. I got my exercise science degree there, uh, which was a really cool and great experience. While I was there, I worked at Stony Brook on their strength staff as an intern and that transitioned into a volunteer position. After that, I was just like, well, why don't we do some more? 
I went out to California, got my master's degree in exercise physiology with a focus in strength and conditioning. And while I was there, I got my positions with Santa Clara as a strength coach. And then I worked for San Jose State as an educator. So teaching a couple of um, activity courses and stuff like that to keep kids moving. Um, And we'll see what the next steps are. I didn't mention this to you. I don't know if I told you that I got into East Tennessee State. So I am officially into a doctoral program. So next year may start the process of getting my doctorate in uh, exercise physiology. Wow. Folks, talk about steps to greatness. Talk about a journey. Listen, I'm all about planting seeds. I'm all about uh, uh, people recognizing that they can be great. And you, Damar, are basically the epitome of that. To to remember, glad you remember. I remember pestering you about this stuff because I was like, he's, he can do this thing. I don't understand why he doesn't just go out there and do it. But again, you can't make anyone do something. You have to know on your own, you know, when yeah. that thing's going to be best for you. And I'm so glad it clicked. I'm so proud of you and your journey. And it continues to grow. I didn't know about the, the, the doctorate program. So that's super exciting. And yeah. I remember when you mentioned that you were uh, getting into the program of exercise science and then you had finished the program and then getting your master's. I was like, man, he's just going to keep going up and up and up. And that's all you've been doing. So I'm super proud of you, dude. Um, Thank you. You know, I, I don't know a, a lot of exercise physiologists, um, mm-hmm. which is funny because a lot of what exercise physiologists do is very connected to what we do, you know, and, and the personal trainer, exercise physiologist, uh, uh, PT, chiropractic, you know, all this, this, this continuous realm of, of providers uh, or educators uh play an integral part when it comes to not just athletes, but, you know, anyone who's really trying to go out there and make sure that what they're doing physically is optimal for them. Um, so just talk to us a little bit about what an exercise physiologist does or, or, and should I say, what you're doing now with the CrossFit coaching at your facility? Um, well, exercise physiologist in my uh field when I was working for Santa Clara as a sports performance coach is essentially I program all of the strength and conditioning to prepare athletes for competition. So during the off season, I'm the person getting them into shape for the season. And then during the season, I'm the person keeping them in peak physical condition with understanding to how like their schedule, whether it be school or the season, the ups and downs of that, fitting it in around to make sure that they're performing at peak capacity while also maintaining their their health, you know, making sure that they're not sustaining any injuries, things like that. So interestingly enough, we work very closely with sports medicine, team doctors, physical therapists, athletic athletic trainers, um, lots of crossover where, you know, I have to have an understanding of why the physical therapist or why this doctor is telling me, hey, avoid the things that I want you to avoid. And then having to be able to work around what it is that they've given me, uh, have an understanding of the body of that. And then on the same on their end, understanding like, hey, I, as the performance coach, make this call. I felt like we could do this and this wouldn't be an issue. And then being like, okay, yeah, we can push a little bit here. We can give a little bit there. You know, it's, it's 100%, you know, truly a team effort. Um, but that's just one 
form of an exercise physiologist, you know, with the doctorate, I could go into research where I'm doing, you know, it's, it's something that I've thought about going into research and researching the science behind how exercise is affecting the body and the, the physiological responses that people have. Um, so it's, I've been waffling between the two, a little bit of academia and a little bit of the practical, um, but n- most of my experience has been in practicum. Um, that transition me pandemic happened you know that changed everything um shut down the whole athletic school year so lots of layoffs lots of closing down of programs it's pretty rough time probably for any industry um COVID-19 has been incredibly hard on fitness and sports like I don't think that it's affected I can't think of many industries that it's affected as much and it's still continuing to have the same effect a lot of schools a lot of teams a lot of industries have not fully recovered yet um so i came home and i kind of got into crossfit honestly i just needed a job i needed a job um i knew of it and i played with it before but if i'm 100 honest my experience with crossfit before i worked in crossfit was very much of like you know the strength coaches just like oh man you know that stuff you you get hurt doing that stuff. They're always doing too much. I had my ideas about it, which I always tell myself, until you do a medium, keep your opinions just that, just opinions to myself. Um, and then when I got into the field, I was also lucky enough to get with an incredibly great gym here at CrossFit South Shore out in Long Island. Um, the owners, Doug and Tara, are incredibly knowledgeable. Um, and really smart and they're more focused on the fit part the fitness of crossfit where it's more about giving their gym members helping them get to their goals of lifetime fitness as opposed to like you know what most people predominantly think of crossfit is like you know the heavy lifting the throwing weights around stuff like that there is that 100 there is that but there's in my gym i can speak to the box that i work in there's more of a focus on like hey if we need to scale something down just so we can focus on you being able to one keep up with the class and the class environment and get a great workout that's what we're gonna do amazing amazing you know it's funny i i i love the the pivoting that happened with all of those especially with COVID 19 i think a lot of us mm-hmm. had to change our directions or adapt to the times that we, we had but you pivoted well. You found your niche, and and it's great to see you in that in that environment. Um, for those who don't know about CrossFit, um, you know there there has been a lot of controversy about CrossFit over the years. Like you mentioned, in terms of people doing mm-hmm. too much and uh, people feeling like it, it might be too harmful on the body, and even concepts of uh, rhabdomyolysis being. I know there was a couple of years ago that was a big uh, thing people were talking about and researchers were looking mm-hmm. at looking at how how these the damage that was being put on the body, which is regular damage when it comes to working out, because muscles have to be damaged in order to grow, but that the 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 trauma, if you will, the micro trauma that you were experiencing during CrossFit was detrimental to people in the sense that it could potentially be be fatal. Um, mm-hmm. So, what are you know, as a CrossFit instructor right now or a CrossFit coach, what are some of the things that that you share with your 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 athletes uh, or even people who are, are new to it that reassures them that what they're doing is beneficial for them and that it is mm-hmm. a safe environment for them to to work in um well crossfit had to ha- kind of have a come to jesus moment with um with those same issues of rhabdo 
uh, those same issues of people consistently getting injured. And it's still very much an issue in the community at large. Um, I think smarter gyms, I think more conscientious gyms took into mind that, you know, this, there was kind of a prevalence of it, it, when you do a, a CrossFit workout, it's called the Watt workout of the day. And it was kind of, you, you can do what's called the prescribed. You can RX it, which is doing it exactly as it is prescribed on the board. Um, and sometimes these workouts are incredibly, incredibly difficult. Like, you know, even for me, you know, as a person who I, I'm pretty fit, I'm pretty strong. Um, I've got pretty good command of my body. There's not many things that you've asked me to do that I would really, you know, I may struggle for a bit, but I'll eventually get the hang, you know, it's one of my talents and it's hard for me. So I can only imagine if this, if you don't have that, but there isn't, there was not a, there was not a, an environment where people felt like they could walk stuff back because there was pushed so much to RX everything. You got to RX it. What are, you, what are you here for? And that is an incredibly dangerous mindset and something that I, coming from outside, I think that's what helped me in CrossFit so much that I, I was not a paragon of CrossFit. I didn't drink at the fountain of it. I learned an exercise physiology where in sports performance, we're taught like, hey, you're dealing with really high class high powered machinery in these athletes don't break them that's all we want you to you get them stronger a lot of the young they're young you can come and get them stronger but even as the levels go up you're actually walking back more and more and you're getting much more specific with the type of work that you're doing because it's like do not break them the last thing you want to do is hurt one of these guys um so i came into crossfit with that um I actually, outside of CrossFit, my experience with rhabdos, I knew one person, one person in my entire experience of exercise science getting rhabdo, um, came into CrossFit and met several people who said they had had some kind of experience with it, which blew my mind. Um, for people who are unaware, rhabdomyolysis is, uh, it is a stasis where your body kind of goes into eating its own muscle tissue because you've overworked all stress is good there's good stress you stress and then there's distress you get rabbed though from working in so much you stress that you put yourself into a distress mode where your body basically thinks like i'm being killed it thinks the stress that you're putting it under is to kill it your body reacts to that and starts eating away at the muscles all bad stuff things you don't want to happen to you and it comes from overworking people are just overworking themselves too much um i think as a whole the community has tried to step away from that um, there's some other things that had happened along with the injuries that uh, people who run CrossFit, the creators, tried to do to help turn around the image of it. But I think really it came down to individual gym owners. Like, you know, the place that I'm at, they just poked the, they just said, hey, we're not going to do that here. Um, and it's up to other gym owners to also step up and do the same. I think and to be willing to go out on a ledge you know my gym owner doug was willing to go out on a ledge to bring in someone from outside across because he's like maybe we need new ideas i mean he's felt like it's helped and it's helped me grow and it's helped them grow so it's been a good marriage so far that's great and i, I appreciate you sharing the the truths and the science behind you know what happens in crossfit because um 
I think a lot of people are interested in it still. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, for clothes, people found various ways to to stay fit. Now that things are opening up again, and gyms are opening up and being a little more populated, um, you know, CrossFit has been that that staple that you see now popping up in all kinds of places, especially in New York mm -hmm. and big yeah. cities. I mean, there are CrossFit gyms all over the place. So knowing that they are safe and that people can go in, into their their environments and still get wet work done, but mm -hmm. still be able to do it in a safe environment and be able mm -hmm. to have that push, but not feel like they have to be forced to do certain things. I mean, fitness is that thing that it's great, but like you said, if, it, if it's not done the right way, it can be detrimental and rather mm -hmm. that be a, a, a result of that. But I'm glad that there are, are, are reins being put on that and, and barrier being put on that so people can continue yeah. to get better um, under, under a safe environment. Mm -hmm. um, I'm curious now, Damar, you know, you, you did a number of CrossFit stuff now, you've also done some sports performance um, training and coaching. Um, when it comes to sports performance, um, so, you know, I, I do physical therapy, so we, we know about, you know, sports specific activities, right? In terms of getting <laughs> someone functionally better. But then, you know, when they leave us, we usually send them off to a personal trainer, or we send them off to a sports performance coach like you. Um, so what are the, the next steps that you do once they leave us, right? And they're going back to the sports specific activities We've gotten them to a place where they can, again, functionally do certain things with a good range of motion and good strength. Um, but now they want to get better at their craft, right? And I'm not a craft person. I can go and get you to a place where you're able to do it without pain, without discomfort. And unless it's my sport, you know, I, I know my sport. But um, <laughs> if it's not my sport, I'm not going to sit there and tell them what to do. So what are some of the things that you give your athletes um, tip-wise to or something that you actually look at? to kind of see what they're doing right or wrong uh, in order to get them to perform better for their craft? Um, a huge part that helps me uh, because I'm a big functional movement guy and understanding how the body is reacting to the kind of input that you've given it. I find that information from the PTs to be invaluable. Like, why did you go there? What did they work on you with? what did they kind of tell you that you need to be strengthening? Because if you come, if I get an athlete, he's just like, yeah, I had, a, I did a, you know, mastectomy and they redid my meniscus and they told me to work on this. And I, my PT had me do all this lateral movement stuff. It's just like, okay, cool. All right. You, you lack lateral stability. We need to do things to one strengthen that. Um, that's going to be a place where you have an issue. So he's gotten you, your PT, he or she's gotten to a place where you can come back to me so we can work on getting that lateral quickness, that lateral strength back. I'm already I'm tuned in on that. Um, then I need to know, like, what's your game? What type of player are you in your sport? What position do you play? What are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? What are the things that you're good at? What are the parts that you're weak at? What are the movements that you have difficulty with so we can strengthen those movements for instance you know with basketball players we both were ball players um i would get people who are incredibly good skills player you know their skills are great but may lack core strength so they have issues finishing they may lack base strength so they have issues you know they get knocked off of their their knocked off of their point whenever they're trying to drive to the hole may lack explosiveness may lack coordination have explosiveness have good core strength but lack coordination may lack conditioning i take my time to try and find those things um 
I know a thing that always helped me when I was at the D1 level was I would just go to practices. I would just go to practices and just kind of watch. You know, I'd watch people play basketball. I'd watch them play soccer. I would just watch them on the field and see how they moved and see what stuff was translated and see what stuff wasn't um, to kind of give me an idea to how to formulate the training that I was going to do for them. Yeah, that all makes sense. I, I think the what I like about that is that it's a continuation of of the the spectrum of of growth and of education that we've all given, right? So if someone comes to see me directly or if they see an MD first for the prescription, you know, that's that's one. And then they come and see us and that's two. And then they come and see you and that's three. And then hopefully they go on and continue with either a personal trainer or someone else, you know, down the road or, or just you continuously. But it's great that 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 lineage continues and that 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 growth, that guidance continues. I think a lot of people do need that, especially when you're talking about <laughs> top tier athletes, D1 athletes, who it's so important that they're actually performing at their highest, uh, at their highest level. And sometimes it's as simple as an adjustment that needs to be done in terms of their form or their posture, or, you know, mm-hmm. something that we can see that they might not be able to see because they've been doing so many things for such a long time. It becomes just second nature to them. But as a trained eye, you know, you and I can really look at them and say, you know what, your elbow's low, low when you do your swing or your elbow's low, low when you're doing your jump shot or, you know, mm-hmm. when you're trying to, you know, bounce off of that board for that long jump, get your hips a little higher because you're sinking at the last step. Like those kind of things that we are able to see that others would not. And <laughs> I appreciate that part of the, of the craft as well because all we want to do is see people get better. Yeah. All we want to do is see people excel and, and, and do well at their sports. And I think a lot of that is what we see. But like you mentioned in your bio, a lot of that is also about other factors, um, you know, I think about the emotional, the spiritual, the mental components that also come with, 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 with athletics and with fitness and sports. You know, a lot of uh, high-level athletes have psychologists and psychiatrists that they see, you know, uh, or, or life coach that they talk to every single week to talk about uh, uh, what it's like being on the field, game day preparation, uh, uh, handling anxiety and adversity, all those things. Um, what for you, you mentioned in your bio, what for you about merging all those, um, those, those, those things together, right? Those clouds that really make up the athlete and what they do on the field. What about merging all things together is so enticing to you as a CrossFit coach and a sports performance coach? Um, I find it to be integral in my personal experience because I know that's what I lack. You know, I think I was born with a not a natural ability and just no one really to kind of believe in me. No one kind of to push me, no one to tell me, like, you can do this. It's like, I think so much of why I was willing to take the jump that I did is because someone who I believed in and you, someone who I respected, someone who I looked up to told me I could do something over and over and over. And that kind of made me feel like, well, if... Well, if Sean thinks I can do it and Sean can do anything, if he thinks I can do it, then maybe I really can. Um, And I find that to be just as important, if not more important, a lot of times when working with athletes or regular people, which they just need someone to believe in them. They they need someone who's been where they've been or who's someone who's done things that they believe they cannot do to tell them you are capable of this. You are 100% capable of it. And more importantly, not only are you capable of it, I will not allow you to fail. I will be here to catch you. We're not going to fail. There's just going to be bumps in the roads. You may not succeed immediately. 
but that's a part of the process. We're going to take bumps in the road. We're going to have trips. We're going to have falls. I will pick you up. I will dust you off. We will try again. I'm not going to quit. So as long as you're invested, I'm invested. I am not going to quit on you. We're going to go through this process together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that to be incredibly, incredibly um, helpful and really um, freeing for a lot of athletes to know just like, hey, you know, coach has got my back regardless. You know, if I'm dragging ass a little bit today, he'll tell me. If I need to pick it up, he'll tell me. If I'm BSing, he'll tell me. If I'm doing good, he'll tell me. He tells me when I'm doing a great job. And it's kind of just reaffirming, doing good, doing good. Keep it up, dude. Keep going. Um, and even more so on a deeper level, as a black man in a industry where there are not a lot of people like me, where I do not see a lot of faces that are like mine, it is important to me to be on the other side, to guide a lot of young men, women and men with people who've been where they've been, who've seen the things they've seen, who's experienced the things that they've experienced, to honestly be a shield for them. Like, I'm, I, I have your back. If no one wants to see you succeed, I do. And not for me, not for the school, not for anyone else, for you. I want you to win. I am invested in you winning, Mm. period. I don't, you know, at the end of the day, I don't even care about the NCAA. I work in spite of them. I don't really care about the school. They they sign the checks. I want to see you win. You know, if you guys don't do good, they'll fire me. It's whatever. I'm here to see you win. And I think when you invest in people like that, they give you everything. I know because I know that's what I would do. So I just try to give people the entire environment that I know I would succeed in. And some people, sometimes you got to tailor it a little bit. But it's making the body. It's just one part. I want to strengthen minds and spirits. The body will follow. You know, the body follows the mind. If you're strong in mind and spirit, you're able to, pull your body through things that you it didn't know that it could do it it's just following the lead of everything else mm. you know it's funny you mentioned that and I wasn't even going to go there but I, I I think back on my own life and you know I've played a number of sports uh a number of sports and you know I went to primarily white schools most of my mm-hmm. life and all of my coaches for every sport I've ever played were no one looked like me mm-hmm. not not one um and I never really thought about it being an issue um, because, you know, sports is that thing that is, it, it transcends color lines and it transcends a whole bunch of other things. So it's never like the first thing that came to my mind. But as you mentioned it just now, I did realize yeah, I, I never have been coached by anyone who looked like me. Um, and I, I'm not saying they would have maybe a better athlete if I had been. I had some phenomenal coaches throughout my entire life, male and female, who inspired me and taught me a lot of things. But I do think it is uh, great, and I think it is inspiring to see someone on the other side who is teaching you, tutoring you, mentoring you, who does look like you. Um, and although my, 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 my head coach in college was African-American, he wasn't my coach particularly. He was our head coach for the team. My coach was mm-hmm. not. Um, but it, it does make a difference. And, and, I, and I can see that in a number of ways, not just on in the coaching realm, but also in terms of you know, I've had a number of people on this show talk about 
that same concept, whether it's in the classroom or whether it's in grad school or whether it's even at your job, you know, if you're a supervisor with supervisees who may or may not look like you, you know, there's a certain, there's a certain bond, a certain awareness that's shared when you have that. And um, I recognize that at my current job where, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one of maybe three or four minorities, maybe five or six minorities in the entire company that, does not have a lot of minorities in my position. Um, and there's a lot of respect and similarity and uh, connection that happens with my staff because of that. And I know that, I feel that, they've, they've shared that with me. Um, so I, I do believe that those, those levels, spiritual, mental, emotional, do connect. And whether it's the physical stuff that's happening on the court or on the field or even in the workplace, um, I think it transfers into how people perform. Performance in terms of how you do at your job, performance in terms of how you do on the field. Those two things are connected. And I think, you know, as, as an athlete, as, as you and I are, you know, you and I can both relate that that transfers into how we are as professionals, into how we are as athletes, into how we are um, as men. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's bigger than sports. It's bigger than that. It's about foundations and integrity and, and life skills and all that kind of good stuff. So 100%. I same thing in the classroom. It was the yeah. same thing in the classroom for me when I was teaching. Like I was, I was lucky enough to be able to finally be in your position and mentor people, you know, have someone come to me and ask me like, Hey, what are you doing? How did you get here? Like, I don't know anyone like I've never met anyone like me in this and I've kind of just been doing it by the seat of my pants. What can you tell me? And it's been incredibly refreshing to just be like, Hey man, you got any questions? Email me, text me, call me. Like I, I'm, I am a resource for you. I, again, I want to see you win. So I, you know, I had some students that like would send me their program and like, coach, what do you think of this? What can I improve? How can I, what should I do here? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and that was a, a, an amazing role to be in. Like that is probably one of the most uh, fulfilling things I've been able to do where it's just like, you know, I got to pay it forward. Like I've been lucky enough to have people like you in my corner and it was finally a chance where I felt like, okay, I can do this for someone else. Awesome. Awesome. And then Mario, you know, that's exactly what Be More Today is about. It's about really trying to showcase everyone's steps to greatness from my book to what the model for this company is. It's really about making sure that everyone takes their own steps to be great. Um, and it's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen tomorrow. But like practice is, right? A little bit of practice, a little bit every single day gets you to your bigger goal in the future. So I've been asking everybody on the show tomorrow what Be More Today means to them. You are number 69 on this list. So when you hear the phrase, Be More Today, what does that phrase mean to you? Um, today, I would demand a little more of myself than I did yesterday in something doesn't have to be everything but something um and like you said every little bit counts it's it's a uh it is a journey of a thousand steps facts facts listen any advice you want to give to uh people who are looking for a coach um whether it be a performance coach or even a crossfit coach or um, anyone who's looking to get into the industry uh, of exercise physiology like you are? Um, if you're looking for a coach, I would say be judicious in your search. Try and find someone who you feel like fits your personality. Try and find someone who's got 
you know, good certifications, current, you know, it, it shouldn't be an issue for you to ask them like, hey, are you certified? Who are you certified with? Do you mind sharing that with me? That shouldn't be an issue. Like, you know, if someone asks me to, whether it be a job interview or just someone looking for a culture, just share my certification with them. It's just like, yeah, sure. This is how you know that I'm currently legally allowed to do what it is that I'm doing. I'm just not some random guy who works out a lot, um, which is fine. There are plenty of people who get into the industry that way too. That does not make them any less. But there is a certain seriousness attributed to someone who takes the time to go through the steps to get certified. So that's one thing that you can do. Find a reputable gym. Don't be afraid to compare. You should, just like buying any other thing. It's, a, it's an investment. And more importantly, it's an investment in yourself. It's the biggest investment you can make. So take some time to make sure that it's one that will pay off, that you pay off in a way that you want it to. For getting into the industry, um, I would say it's going to be tougher than you think. <laughs> um, it's going to be lots of reading, lots of memorization. If you're bad at math, take some time, brush up on it now. I'm terrible at math, and it whooped my butt a little bit. Um, but the main thing I would say is, like, it's not going to be easy breezy. Be prepared for some bumps in the road. Be prepared to have difficult times with things. Exercise science is a really hard field to be in if you're a perfectionist because inherently they're going to push you to fail at things. They want to see you not do good. It is one, how they weed people out. It is not dissimilar from med school in that they're trying to weed people out. Two, because we work in a high pressure field, they kind of want to say, what, how do you handle yourself? What do you do when you're under pressure? Do you crack? Do you do you lash out? Do you, are you able to still maintain yourself? And I think that matters just as much to people, educators, and especially jobs as your grades. Plenty of people get great grades, but it's like, you know, how does that transfer over into what you're really doing in the work? Um, if you can get internships and volunteer positions, 100% do, because um, the more practical experience you can get, the better. It looks great on your resume and also just helps you actually learn. I learned a lot in the classroom, but 90% of what I still practice today, I learned on the job. I learned actually being in the field. So I would 100% say that. This is a field where lots of internships, if you can do them, lots of internships, it, it stinks. You're working a lot of the time for free and it feels a little bit like exploitation because it kind of is, but it's it helps you grow it helps you grow and um it helps you build a good network don't burn bridges uh, it's next thing i would say don't burn bridges come on time early if you can um work hard be diligent be honest people really respect when you're honest and you stick up for yourself um and, and be nice. Generally, just be a nice person. If you're, 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 I've gotten a lot of, I've gotten into a lot of positions, a lot of places and a lot of spaces around people who I may not have had the talent to be around, but they just like, like he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy and we're willing to take a chance on him. So that, you win more bees with honey. Facts. Facts. Soon to be Damar Bob, Dr. Damar Bob, oh, we appreciate you having you on the show. We appreciate you being a part of episode 69. You've made it one for the books as always. Let people know where they can find more information about you, either on social media or otherwise. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. I got to find a link, but Damar Bob on my LinkedIn there. 
Um, I'm also, you can go to CrossFit South Shore. Um, our site is, what is it? CFSSLI.com. Um, if you're looking for more information about CrossFit and the gym, you can come in. We'd love to talk to you. You can do a session with me there. Um, hopefully IG coming soon. I'm thinking about starting my own, maybe getting back into the social media world. I've been a little bit of a recluse recently. So I'm trying to slowly pull myself back into the social media world. Um, We'll see what happens with the doctorate too. It's still coming. It's it's gonna it's gonna happen. We're just not sure if it's gonna be next year or at this program. We'll see. Cool. Owner operator Sean Thomas, <laughs> Doctor Thomas, owner operator of his own facility, soon to be. That's right. A lot of soons to be, but we're gonna hope and yeah. and hope and hope and hope that we we take those steps for ourselves to get where we have to be. So. Appreciate you, sir. Thank you so much for your kind words and for your inspiration and your story. We appreciate all that and the tidbits about CrossFit and sports performance. Um, for those of you who missed our quote from today, remember it said, people rarely fail because they don't know what to do. They simply fail to do what they know. Folks, if you need someone to coach you to do what you know, uh, check out Demar Bob. He's at the South Shore doing his thing. Uh, or find a, a, a fit coach in your area. Uh, or check out a PT or a performance person or a personal trainer. Uh, there is so many options out there for you to get to where you want to get, to get your, your goals done. And, you know, for those who are out there still saying, oh, I'm ready, but I'm not ready. Stop talking about it. Let's be about it. There are people out there who can get you to where you need to be. You don't have to know all the answers, right? You don't have to sit here and figure out what you have to do. As long as you know that you want to do something, that's great. Now the next step is to go out there and find someone to help you to get what you want to get done. Whether it's you buying my book and taking your steps to greatness on your own, if you're someone who is autonomously enough in their own regard to go out there and do that, great. But if you know you need someone to help you or to push you, right? Because every athlete has a coach. If you need that coach to push you the right way, to give you a little more of an oomph, right? If you're someone who can't wake up at five o'clock in the morning, but you need someone to text you or to wake you up or to drag you to the gym, you know, check out these coaches, check out Demar, check out other people, go out there and make sure that you do what you have to do to get what you want to get done. You said it, get what you want to get done, done. That's my charge for this week, folks, to go out there and stop talking about it and let's be about it. And for those of you guys who are following us be more today, we thank you so much for always continuing to be with us uh watch us on instagram on twitter on facebook our youtube page subscribe 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 we have all my guests on there doing great things again ordinary people extraordinary things every single week and my boy t farrell doing the words for life podcast every single wednesday check him out as well he's put on some great content for those of you on the spiritual tip looking for inspiration he is your guy as i always say folks have a great day have a great night have a great life and continue to take your sense of greatness to be the best version of you. We will see you next week. Peace.